0: Here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free
1: speech lives here. Talk Radio 20. WPHT, WPHTHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to Our Home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host.
2: I'm doing fabulous, Mark. How are you?
1: I'm very,
2: very good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're excited to be here every week on 1210, on 9 o'clock every Sunday. Glad you tuned in. we got a bunch of stuff for you. If you want to ask us a question about residential, commercial, mortgages, whatever, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Dean? My
2: number is 609-605-7153. I
1: just gave that number out a few times this week, too.
2: And Excellent. after 11
1: years, I remembered it. <laughs> so we're here every week to keep you informed. And he, you can listen to this show, our past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne?
2: Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A.
1: Yes. Well, that was and a good today's topic is
2: going to be how to hire the right person using I think, assessments.
1: Yeah, I think we're continuing that, right?
2: Yep. We also have our market report. Yes. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And we also have our mortgage mom topic.
1: Which is what?
2: It's time to streamline.
1: God, you're making me so jealous, man.
2: I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I spent a lot of time this week going over the streamline refis. So I want to make sure everyone knows what's going on.
1: I'm dying to streamline.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mark, we also have our questions. First question is, what does listing removed mean in real estate? The All next right. question is, what's the best way to buy a short sale house? That's, don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> the next question is, how do real estate agents find properties available for sale? That's a good one. And the next question is, how long does it take to buy a house? You know, people don't know that. They know? don't know. You're right. So I'm glad we're going to have the opportunity to explain it to them. Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which is, are you running a business or playing at business? This is a good topic. I like it. I like it. But first, give us your motivational quote.
1: And the motivational quote is, all things are difficult before they are easy. And that's like the old saying, you know, a business that you're not making money while you're sleeping is not a good business. So the tough stuff's in the beginning, and then it gets easy because you stay in the
2: 20%. So. there you go all right so where we at mark we're up to the market report and there is the bell
1: so this market is just like crazy it's booming I have all these conversations all week with people and they just don't believe me like that real estate isn't is booming along because the news media except for us does never gives any detail so sales existing, sales went up 7% in December, pushing the entirety of 21, 2020 to a pace not seen in 14 years. Now let that sink in for a minute. Not seen in 14 years. So during this pandemic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: You know, we are the bright spot in the economy. And rising sales in the final month of the year lifted activity to a soon and an adjusted annual rate of 6.7 million units, and that was the most in 14 years. For 2020, sales rose 6.48 million, eyes highest level since 2006 at the height wait of the Wait a minute, wait group. a minute,
2: wait, slow down. They rose 6.48 yes. million.
1: That's right. That's insane. That represents a 5.6% gain from the 5.3% Percent million previously owned homes in 2019. I just told somebody more houses were sold in 2020 than 2019, and they didn't believe me. I said, "I'm telling you, you got to listen to our show on Sunday."
2: I can attest to that without
1: a doubt. The median sales price in December was 309 thousand, and that's I remember 11 years ago that was like 220. A I mean, big jump in prices reflected strong demand as Americans locked down for the pandemic, forced to work from home, seeking to move to larger ho- off homes with offices and all that sales been boosted by record low mortgage rates. What were you going to say?
2: Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs>
1: uh, the economists predicted those trends would continue this year. The mortgage rates might raise a little bit, but I don't think it's gonna be much. Not expect, much at all. They expect the economic conditions to improve with additional stimulus coming, but I don't think it's gonna be as big as they thought it was gonna be. And then eventually warmer weather, vaccines, COVID levels drop, expect more Americans to put their house on the market. And we need a bad because we need it as real bad. Today it's worse than last week. We're down to 3,400 homes for sale in all of Philadelphia at a 676,000. Last week was 3,600. So we have 200 houses less for sale this week. The inventory of unsold homes is at an all-time low of a 1.9-month supply. Now what's How, a norm- You
2: can't sustain that. I mean, that's... Now,
1: you, you, now, the audience probably doesn't know. What's a normal market?
2: As far marks? as, like, your supply...
1: Yeah, what's the normal market? Six months. That's right. That was a test there. (laughs) (laughs) So a 1.9-month supply is unbelievable. That's why there's only 3,400 homes for sale in all Philadelphia. And it's the same in the counties. It's the same in the counties. So, you know, and then all days on the market... If you list, it's going to be sold if it's in good shape. Anything that's on the market more than, like they're saying, 21 days, that's like unbelievable. No, That used to always be like 40, 50 days, 60 days. I mean, and the home builders said home builders have boosted construction in response to the strong man, man, but still face supply constraints such as lack of available building lots and skilled labor. That's still one of the big problems that the builders have. They can't find carpenters and plumbers and welders, and everybody wants to sit at a computer and make a hundred grand. And then now I got a bunch of debt, and uh, and they're in my real estate classes.
2: <laughs> Mark, you know what's crazy though? Even twenty-one days on the market, you know, in our Philly market is insane. When somebody has an open house, they're lined up around the block.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really. We need I blame it all this on the real estate agents too. And I'm not shy yeah, I about know you saying that. I, 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 I put I posted on Facebook. I said if you guys would all post, pick up the damn phone, just call your people and say hello, you'd have a lot more listings on the market because these people don't know they're gonna get they're gonna get more than they even expected for their houses. Right. and
2: the other problem mark is that people are frustrated I mean I have a girl this was her sixth offer she put on a house and she didn't get it and she's frustrated you
1: know frustrated she just wants too. to give up yeah I'd be frustrated too if I'm putting in offers but then you know sometimes that's not just the number they're offering; it's how they're doing it too. so that could be an aging problem so agreed. You never know. agreed so tell us about the rates
2: all right, Mark, so your 30-year conventional rate, again, still between 2.5%, 2.65% on a rate and term refinance. Your 15 years at 2.625, FHA 2.625%, which is going to tie right into my topic because I mean, I, every day I'm talking to people that have no idea that the rates were this low and when I tell them we're saving them 200 $300 a month. It's just, it's, they're out of their mind. Yeah, I gave they so phone excited. number
1: somebody today. The guy told me he was at 3-6. I said, call Deanne.
2: Yeah, you know? um, we talked to him. And we're definitely saving him some money. So I appreciate it. Very if good. anybody has any questions about the rates, about the refi, give me a call at 609-605-7153.
1: All right, very good. So, with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. All positive, all the time.
3: We'll be right back.
0: On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break. And this message from Debt Free Living. Learn more at WeHateDebt.com.
1: All right, welcome back to good news in real estate here on talk radio twelve ten WPHD, W all positive all the time so where are we at the end
2: mark we are up to our funny story
1: and I got one for you so these three departed souls appear before st. Peter at the pearly gates and Saint Peter asked the first one what was your last job and the annual salary and the first soul replied 200 grand and I was a trial lawyer st. Peter asked the second one the same question the soul answered, $95,000. I was a realtor. St. Peter asked the third soul the same question. The answer was 10000 And before he could go on, St. Peter immediately said, cool, what instrument did you play? <laughs> now, you know what? I want to say something about that because I, re- I have lots of musical musician friends that have been really dying since March 16th because they can't get gigs. And, you know, if the places are closed... You can't make money. Right. but And it's a tough industry anyway. I did it for 14 years. And, you know, it's tough to make money uh, doing gigs. And, uh, you know, on, and the big record contract days are over. So, a shout out to all you guys that are hanging in there and doing the Zoom things on Facebook. They're cool. I watch them all the time. Shout out to my good friend, Kenny Queter. He does one every Tuesday night at six o'clock on Facebook. It's great. So, it's tough making money on it. I, I feel for them. And I feel for the waiters and the people that work in the restaurants I'm giving like 40% tips 50% tips sure because these people you know I got a story I could tell but I can't take up too much time so <laughs> so anyway so now it's time for the mortgage mom segment with the aunt cat Cyrus from green tree mortgage and she can save you big bucks you should call her and it, her topic is it is time to streamline Tell yeah, us about and,
2: that. Mark, this is just—it's just a phenomenal product, and you know, Tom and our and myself have been really pushing this and being able to save people a lot of money. It's—it's it's geared towards anyone that has an FHA loan. Now, keep in mind, if somebody calls me and says they have an FHA loan and they've had that loan, let's say for six years, and they want to drop down to a lower interest rate, you know, we're going to look at the entire picture. Not just the fact that they're going to go from an FHA loan to an FHA loan, because with the FHA loan, you have mortgage insurance on there for the life of the loan. So somebody that's been in that house for six years probably has an opportunity to convert that to a conventional loan and be able to get rid of the mortgage insurance. But today I want to talk about somebody that has an FHA loan and that has basically, let's say, closed in April of 2020 and before, because each month it's different. So, today in January, we're closing loans doing FHA streamlines for someone that closed in April of 2020. Now, February, it'll be May of 2020. But the importance of the streamline is that there's no income documentation that's needed. The loan balance is not going to increase. There's no appraisal that's needed. There's no out of pocket expense. We need a minimum credit score of 640, and they cannot have any 30-day late payments.
1: On their mortgage.
2: On their mortgage, correct. Right. Right. Now, if they've gone into forbearance, there's some up, There's some other guidelines, and that's also done on a case-by-case basis, depending on if they put, bought their house in 2019, 2020, 2021. So it's a case-by-case basis. But this product is saving people tons of money, and sometimes you're even able to skip a payment. So we have a client that you actually um, referred to us. He's at 4.875%. He's got a $275,000 loan amount. We're dropping him down to 2.75%. No out-of-pocket expense. He's saving $217 a month. And he's gonna skip a payment. (sighs) Huh? This should be me. It I will be. Th- I want to get it this done. I know you do. I God. know you do. And we will. But <laughs> I mean, any some people don't even realize that they have an FHA loan or that they have mortgage insurance. And that's okay. You don't need to know all that. All we need to do is take a look at your current mortgage statement and we'll do an analysis. It doesn't cost anything. It takes about 15 minutes. <laughs> it reminds me of your friend Lawson <laughs> Lawson. It takes about 15 minutes. Give me a call um, <laughs> There's so much material there, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> No, but you know what it like I've ran into a lot a few people and I told I just started three classes and I told all of them Tell all your friends because I always give them a little preface about the market and all, and they couldn't believe. I asked them how many houses were for sale, you know, and they got the usual sure. fifty thousand. And I tell them thirty six hundred. They're like, "What?" I said, right. "If you know anybody, all your friends, that anybody that's over three point five percent, you could save them a lot of money. Tell them to call. I give them all your number. And anybody, you should really do take advantage of this." This and could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because you don't know what's going to happen in the upcoming year.
2: You don't know. And you know, Mark, a lot of people with this low interest rate want to go to a 15-year because right. they're, you know, I don't, me personally, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll see how long you're going to be in the house. But again, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So I tell people to take the 30-year term and make the 15-year payment. Right. Because God forbid something happens, and now you're stuck with it, with almost the double payment.
3: Right?
2: right? You don't want to be in that situation. But if you take a 30 year term and you make that 15 Extra year term payment. payment, you're
1: doing the same. It's thing. the
2: same exact thing. But you're not that, locked.
1: You're not locked in. Exactly. So, that's the so point. So something happens, you're not in a crunch.
2: Exactly. That's right. my point. That makes and a lot of again, sense. And again, the bank's always going to take your money. They're always going to take. You know, a principal payment. You can also do the bi weekly payments where you pay half on the first of the month and half on the 15th of the month. Right. Takes that 30 year mortgage down to 24 and a half years. Wow. I'm really sorry that I keep bringing up the refinance, you know, situation, but it's, but, but you know what? <laughs> we'll get but you done. They're,
1: they're not, they're not talking about this on the news media. So if no. you're not watching, if you're not doing research or catching our show, you're not hearing about this. And these agents, and I I guarantee you, the agent that most, majority, probably 80% of the people that bought their house off of might have got a postcard, might have got a calendar, but didn't get a phone call from their agent and has no clue what's going on.
2: Well, exactly. And this is the perfect time to call your database and ask for referrals. Ask them. Maybe they even want to sell their house because they don't have any idea how great the market is. So maybe they need to take the time and call the database, talk about a streamline refinance or a refinance. Open up the conversation. Yeah, you know, just it's, talk to people. Right. You know, right. They,
1: and they, that's like Doctor A with the disk. It's you know they're a, rather send a postcard than talk to somebody. Pick up the phone.
2: You never and you never know who that person knows. No, so it's not necessarily just that person, but it's who they know. Exactly. And it can just be, it's phenomenal. But again, we're talking about an FHA streamline. You have to currently have an FHA loan. Right. And either way, pull out your statement, take a look at it, give me a call. There, It doesn't cost anything to get your options. And if it's something that we can't do today, we can do it in a couple months. We, we banged out the phones, um, Tom and I. You know, reaching out to our database, and there's people that can't do the refinance today, just because of when they purchase. Right. But we're going to call them back in April. We're going to call them back in June, right. and they're going to be ready. And we're going to save them money.
1: And our audience, just the average, just so the audience knows, the average person knows a hundred people. So think about our audience. Think about who do you know. And and bring this conversation up. You know, if you have a mortgage over three point five percent, you might get down be able to get down to like two six. Right. And 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 they'll and I'll tell you, most of the time the response is gonna be, really? Yep. You know?
2: Even right. paying off your, you know, the high interest credit cards. A lot of people that I talk to have their, their credit cards are maxed out because of Christmas. Yeah. I mean, give me a call, let's talk about it. All right.
1: So what's coming up All right, up next?
2: that's our time. So coming up next is our question and answer segment.
1: All right, very good. That was a great topic. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back.
0: Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit,
1: here for yours.
0: When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley.
1: All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at the end?
2: Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment.
1: All right, good. So give me the first one. What's the first question?
2: All right, the first question is, what does listed remove mean in real estate?
1: So somebody saw this on the multiple listing service, I guess, or something that the listing had been removed. Usually it's, there's different terms for that. Uh, withdrawn, usually, is what we see. But it's according to what MOS. There's all little... Like the MOS, they're all little different ones. There's How many in Jersey?
2: How many different MLSs?
1: Yeah, just like six or something. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's there is a bunch ones. of them. And then in Pennsylvania, there's a bunch too. And uh, so they all have different terminology. In our regional MOS right here, a listing that was on the market and somebody withdrew it and that's mm. what this is they withdrew it for whatever reason something happened in their life they couldn't move job change whatever and they withdrew the listing that's all that is all right So the next one
2: all right so question number two what is the best way to buy a short sale house
1: see a short sale house everybody like this this topic uh, you know i want to buy i remember back when the market was bad and I, I want to buy one of those short sales I said yeah well you know where do you want to live first <laughs> like let's <laughs> narrow this down because you know the short sale might be at uh, in some particular block in a certain neighborhood where you don't want to be so sure. you know now if you say uh, I want to live in one nine one one five or whatever you pick a zip and now you get an agent and you take a search in there and maybe there's a short sale. But just to, unless you're doing it for investment purposes, you know, you don't want to just buy a short sale house. You want to be where you want to be. Yeah, and, but- second, let, and let me. The, the other point here is, first of all, you're not going to find many of these right now. Like the market is so tight. Like we talked about the inventory. There's not that many foreclosures going on even though the media is playing up this forbearance thing. And I've seen some doom and gloomers on Facebook. Oh, in 21, there's going to be, you know, this doom and gloom, all the forbearances. You know what? Most of them are all catching up to date. Most renters are over 85% are on time. There's not going to be a big supply of short sale houses in 21. It's not going to happen the economy is too good and More, the but there's other pro- some guy.
2: the other problem with the short sale is everybody thinks they're getting a great deal and you know if you're an FHA buyer and you're looking to do a short sale 90% of the time it's not going to work out because there's going to be something wrong with the house
1: and not just so, that the short sale means that these people were underwater and they need to sell the house the bank is going to determine the price of this thing, its the, it, you're not necessarily getting a $100,000 house for 50 grand.
2: Well, you know. that's what people think. That's
1: what they did. Yeah, that's a, yeah. a 20% down myth, too. Right. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, some $500,000 $500, house in Fox Chase, you're going to get for hundred grand because it's in a short sale. Well, no. It's going to be sold for value to cover that note. and And most of the time, if they can get more, they're going to get more.
2: And especially with no inventory out there, the banks are not giving it up for pennies on the dollar anymore. And
1: and it depends on what bank, too. And some banks are really terrible about this. And you might get involved with one, and yeah, and you might settle about a year from now because they don't care about dates and none of that. Remember that one I had a guy did, and the bank, uh, the other agent told me, oh, they're really good. You can can probably get this done in like 60 days. It was six months. The, the one we already bought a house and the guy was sold he's all moved uh, in and they called uh, me up they said we're all approved I was like for what <laughs> I forgot all about it. I said for what <laughs> oh the short sale deal I said that's we
2: already bought a house right, <laughs> all right yeah, what's the and, next one and especially just real quick especially with the pandemic people aren't in the office working so. Those files that used to be stacked up on people's desks, there's even more files. Oh,
1: there's, a, a, my accountant, there's a, over a million business tax filings sitting. That's how far behind they are. Yep. Which I'm not, a, I'm not an IRS fan, so they, scroll. <laughs> <right,
2: laughs> All right, next question. Next <laughs> how do real estate agents find properties available for sale?
1: You know, they if if they are good lead generators and not the typical agent that sells twelve houses in a year and make fifty five grand. That's what the typical agent in the United States does. If they're good lead generators, they talk to their database and they call people up and they meet people. They interact. They do social media. They send emails. They do all kinds of stuff to find houses for sale uh sometimes agents will go around knocking on doors and saying listen i got buyers looking in this neighborhood you know anybody around here that's thinking about selling but most of them are a little too lazy for that you know they don't even right. want to make a phone call let alone knock on doors uh, and again
2: you know but, calling the database but again they're they're going through the mls because they could put in the criteria of yeah. how many bedrooms how many baths for the actives yeah for the yeah. actives yeah uh, All right, very good. The next question is How long does it take to buy a house?
1: So you just tell them the whole process.
2: Well, there's two different sides. I mean, getting pre approved and getting ready to purchase a house can take, you know, as quickly as a day or two, depending on how organized the buyer is. Right. Um, Once you're completely pre approved, and that means credit was ran. Verifications of income was done, we have W-2s, tax returns, pay stubs, we know where your closing funds are coming from, we know where the down payment funds are coming from. On the
1: average buyer, what does that usually take them, like about a week to get all that stuff together for you?
2: Let's just say a week, sure. Yep. Some people get it done in a day, some people get it done in two days, but the average person, it's going to take probably about a week. And then we issue a pre-approval. And now you're ready to go shopping with confidence knowing that when you put an offer in on that property that you're going to get pre-approved. Now, going under contract, getting the home inspection, getting the appraisal, going into underwriting, coming out, getting uh, everything everything cleared. From beginning to end, from the day that you sign your name on the dotted line, that process can be as quick as 30 days. Yeah. Or less. So... Sort of or how less. organized
1: your agent is yeah. and the only thing is to be realistically like that home inspection i don't like put i don't like putting my buyers under like pressure under so the I gun. Like to, yeah i don't do that like that five day ten day have the home inspection because what the buyer doesn't realize is you got to hire a home inspector and he's already busy right he's got a calendar just like you sure. And then you just got to pick a date you got to meet him there do the inspection, pay him. He does the inspection. He puts a report together. The report comes back to you, and then you and your agent go over it and decide what you want fixed or not. Then goes back to the seller. So that all takes a little time. So, Absolutely. You know why rush through? Rush through that? You know.
2: But, yeah, you don't want to miss anything, but the other the other piece of that is you're getting educated along the process. So right. you want to understand that just because the home inspector gave you a report with 32 items that need to be fixed, doesn't mean that they all need to be fixed. That's right. So That's just his it's just that their job, right.
1: their job to come up with it. Well, like, you can we, buy a home 30, 45 days if you have all your ducks in absolutely. row. Absolutely. And you can find one. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, the biggest problem.
2: The funny thing is we actually had a home inspection done on our house. And one of the things that the home inspector came up with was that we had to fix the smoke damage that was between the garage and what they call the mudroom. And if you, if you, when you open up that door and you look up, there was smoke damage. Well, my husband's Greek. So every Greek Easter, they come home with a candle and they bless the house and they oh. make the sign of the cross In like they burn it into the wood. So the home inspector thinks that this is smoke damage, that we had a fire in the house and it was never fixed. I'm like, my house has been blessed 26 times. Yeah. It was funny.
1: Well, I don't worry about it. I live in a convent, so I'm good.
2: (laughs) You're very good. All right. All right. All right, Mark, coming up next is our topic of the day. Are you running a business or playing at business? All
1: right, there were some good questions. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. All the time so we're at the end
2: mark we're up to our topic of the day which is are you running a business or playing at business
1: you know this is uh, an interesting topic and we've done it over the years but you know some people like like our realtor friends that we talk about most of them you know they do the same thing over and over and over and they mix some of them make you know 100 grand 150 grand a year and they've been but they've been doing the same thing for like 10 12 years in a row and they get into like this rut and and because they're always in the 80 percent they're not being real business people that get focused on the 20 percent and then look at bigger pictures so you know it's not a really good term like playing at business but the purpose of this whole thing is to distinguish between you know the infant stage when you start out and where you're going And one of the big problems that a lot of small business people have is you need to be able to visualize what this thing is gonna look at down the road because if you can't visualize it, you can't get there. So, and then you end up just getting caught in the 80% and then you're not a good entrepreneur. And good entrepreneurs, some of them have instincts you know, uh, the ability to separate the BS from the real. The longer they run the business, they watch other business, they get more convinced uh, to some degree. And some um, some people are just really good at it, God-given attributes. Others, but you, but everybody can learn to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you just got. to Do be you really and- believe that? Yeah, I do believe that, and yeah? I and I believe that for sure because I've helped people that. That I know, other people wouldn't have helped because they just would have took from an initial meeting. There's no way this person's going to make it, and turned out to be a home run hitter uh, just by learning. Because learning can it can learning whatever business you're going to do can help overcome all those little fears and other things that might hold you back. And, and so, you know, doing the business. And isolating what what you need to do. What is it a product, great service, growing revenue, profits? They don't get lulled into the trappings of, of what some small business people do. And so let's talk about the people who play business. These people are either focused on the trappings, the 80%. You know, that's what we call it. Of what would seem to be business, but they're not focused on the right things. The the people they start out with these businesses usually want signs of real business without substance. Some of these signs include expensive facilities, lots of employees, lots of capital, big titles, fancy boards, directors, all that stuff. You know, in some ways, they're they're playing at it, but it's not result oriented, and and the, and you're spending all kinds of money, and it looks great but that's not how you get successful. That's that, you know, and I've seen that happen to a lot of like people that opened real estate companies and they got the office and they hired receptionists and furniture and all that. And the and big then, flashing
2: sign. Yeah, and the
1: signs, and that's where that plan ended. Because they never recruited anybody before. They never trained anybody before. And that's a whole different set of skills so no matter what kind of businesses in real estate whatever contractors small contractors i i know a lot of them that are like really good at their craft you know they can do the work but the business side of it is where they lack they're you know they're not lead generating creating the business down the road or or they're scared to leverage nobody can do it as good as me you know that one's a big one like you know my doctor i have these conversations with my doctor all the time i'm like you need to hire another doctor like not too many people ask your doctor <laughs> the business, but like i do and i get on his case and he's like uh, ah, no, but there's too much liability he's got always got always these excuses i say listen if you hired another doctor will you get over yourself i said you'll have more patience you'll have more time you can spend time with your kids and he's like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know
2: that's so, the key mark because my coach tells me all the time, get over yourself. You're really well, I, not I, all I that told, and I not, you not you everybody. That, <laughs> I told you that, Adam, 11 years ago. I said, you need to hire an assistant. I <laughs> know oh, I don't.
1: Everybody wants to deal with yeah. me. I said, will you get over yourself? <laughs> 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 and now you get to spend a month in Greece. You know? Okay,
2: that is, yeah. All right. Right, exactly.
1: Anyway. Say thank you.
2: Thank you. <laughs> anyway, right, that was that was a great topic.
1: Just you know, if anybody ever wants to talk about that, you can always pop into one of my uh, zero to twenty million in production classes. All right,
2: sounds good, at. Mark. All right, so coming up next is our business segment with Asking Doctor A and how to hire the right person using assessments.
1: Hey, this is continued from last week. Doctor A, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys? We are We're doing good. great. So pick it up from where, where we left off last week.
3: Right. There's two issues that I really want to talk about uh, today. One of them is the assessments are getting compliant with the federal laws, right? Most people aren't even aware of this, but, but you need to make sure that if you're using an assessment, it's compliant with equal employment opportunity law, meaning that it doesn't discriminate if you're using it for hiring. Right. They have to have demonstrated statistical evidence, OK, that, and it's complicated, but they should understand this on demonstrating that it doesn't discriminate on age, on race, on sexual orientation. There's there's a number of different categories that it can't discriminate on, meaning that it doesn't favor one category for another. How do you for prove example, that? Uh, well, it's, it's a. There, there are various ways to prove it statistically. All right. Basically, what you have to do is you have to demonstrate the, the, the results. Let's just look at age. The results of somebody, okay, that's thirty, okay, on average across the country, right. is no different than the results that you would find on average for somebody who's fifty. All
1: right.
3: Okay. So if if for some reason the tendency of your assessment is to favor somebody who's 50 over somebody who's 30. You're now discriminating against somebody who's 30. Let's go to a a more sensitive area. You know, your skin color. All right. If your skin color is 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 white versus any other skin color. okay. if if you if you favor somebody who's white or somebody who's black or or whatever the skin color is, okay, uh, then then what happens is you can't legally use it because they can turn around and say that you're using a criteria to hire me that puts me at a disadvantage. So you have to make sure that, and, and the assessment company that you're using should have a technical report that, that you can ask for, all right, just ask for it, you're never going to read it. If you have attorneys, if you're a large company, you'll have attorneys and you might have HR staff, okay, have them read it, but, but they need to at least have a technical report. Most times if they do have a technical report, it's true, all right? Uh, But a lot of times they don't even have a technical report. So Uh, the answer is. Have you ever heard of an assessment
1: that ran into that kind of problem? Wouldn't wouldn't you want to be really careful with your assessment that there's
3: no discrimination? You would want to be. You would want to be really careful. For example, and I don't know if this is true now, but uh, not that long ago, um, Myers-Briggs, okay, and there's only one Myers-Briggs. One of the problems I have is there's over 30 different disks out there, right. okay? Myers-Briggs, there's only one Myers-Briggs. They were telling people not to use the Myers-Briggs for hiring, okay, because they had some issues with using the Myers-Briggs for hiring. The MMPI, okay, the classical legal one is the multi multiphasic personality inventory okay that uh that the supreme court actually ruled on it saying that it you can't use it because it discriminates wow okay and at the time it was the number one hiring tool okay because it was it had all these clinical background and and a lot of the, the clinical psychologists and a lot of the clinicians you know were using the mpi it measures 16 basic basic basically it measures 16 different personality factors, right. okay? But you can't use it now for hiring because the Supreme Court says it discriminates. So there are those types of issues that you have to be aware of and make sure that you're assessing. Now obviously the assessments that we use for hiring don't discriminate, right. okay? And if you're using it for team building, it's a different issue because right. you already have the person there. Okay, you're just using it for self awareness to talk with the other people. Right. And the right, Abelson you yours it for, for your assignment.
1: Yours is the best I've ever seen. Uh, the Abelson Group's uh, assessment.
3: Well, thanks, and, and and it is compliant with Equal Employment Opportunity laws. So anybody that uses us will uh, will will know this. The other aspect is, are you working with somebody who's just a salesperson, or you're working with somebody who's truly professional? Okay. And most of the people you're going to see with assessments are are salespeople. And there are a few that, that are both professional and, okay, have incredible and a lot of experience. And we're one of the few organizations that has that as well. So, uh, so, but those are some things you need to look for. That's you know, right. is are you working with somebody who really understands the tool, so they can really help you, or are you working with a salesperson who's just trying to t- sell you something? Right. Well, doctor, we're going to have to continue this next week. But next next
1: week, let's get into back a little more into hiring that right person. Tell everybody
3: how to get a hold of you. Okay, it's real easy. It's ableson A B E L S O N at A B E L S O N dot net or abelson www.abelson.net and also you get a free assessment all you have to do is contact us and ask for a free assessment we'll give you a freebie all right very so good contact us Thank sounds you. sounds good
2: dr a thank you all right
3: talk to you next talk week. to you guys later all right
2: bye all right another great segment with dr a and if you have any questions you'd like to hear on our show send them to mark at 8029 at comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501 you can also email me at dnkatsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153.
1: Very good. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every Sunday and our sponsors for keeping us on the air here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So with that, we still hope you can tune in next Sunday at 9 a.m. So have a great week. Stay safe. Be optimistic. I'm Mark Cumberland.
2: I'm Deanne Kitzaris, your mortgage
1: mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All, positive,
2: all the, time. the time.
0: Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267 261 3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.